Hello and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, how are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. How are you? Ah, sure. Listen, you know what I mean? Everybody in my house has a cold now and we actually cannot tell the difference between COVID and the cold. We're all bricking it. Right. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been kind of... Nice no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's, it's kind of... Oh, we haven't had a cold now in two years. You know, so suddenly it's like, oh, oh, oh my God, never mind vaccines and who's been vaccinated and all of those good things, right? It doesn't really matter. You're just suddenly going, you can't cough. Mm. You're not allowed to sneeze. You can't do any of these things in public. Uh, and everybody will be looking at you going, oh, what's going on there now? I feel like COVID. Yeah, it's almost like COVID has made it like hyper, hyper, yeah. hyper aware of everything. I don't know. Else. I don't know whether you've sneezed in your mask or coughed in your mask at any stage. I have. Yeah, I've I've been very conscious of it. Yeah, it is terrible. No, I mean I got two kids in there in school, and you know it's <laughs> it's an atrocious place for them to be with a cold. So they're not in school; they're at home. Right. Okay. Um, you know, because everyone's kind of going, oh, COVID, yeah, whatever, you know, and stuff. So. Ah, it's been fun. And and just on that there, because I, I suppose with the, with the news and everything, there has been this kind of plenty of discussion around, um, you know, going back to school and COVID regulations and, and so on and so forth. How have they found that? School for the kids has been, I think, kind of interesting. They're just getting on with it. Right. Uh, okay. In fairness to them, there's no... There doesn't seem to be any any major sort of who has COVID and who doesn't have COVID and who's missing and, and there doesn't seem to be any of that. I mean, they're more they're more concerned with practical things of where actually wearing a mask, and uh, not not having lockers. Okay. You know, all the lot there weren't nobody has lockers anymore because they weren't allowed sort of congregate all over corridors and stuff like that and mm-hmm. hanging around and 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 all those kind of things. So they don't have lockers now. What they have are huge bags of books again. Okay. You know, so they've got their, you know, going out the door, if they're going hiking or something, you know, with a shocking amount of books in in, in their bag. You'd almost, you'd almost be better off having a travel bag. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, Dan, you're 16. Do you want a travel bag? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go in there and you'd be beaten to death with your travel bag, I'd suspect, actually, no matter how, how good your friends are, no matter how good you get on with everybody else. Yeah. You ain't going no. to school with a travel bag. No, I'm saying no. I, I'm just saying that. So you're just like, getting older, Dan. You're getting older. You're getting practical. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. You're uh, going, oh, I'm not carrying that. Put wheels on it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm just thinking because I I do um, remember having uh, discussions with with friends when I was in school, and the weight of some of their bags was like, ugh. And then I I have had certain instances where I've had school bags on my lap and they are quite heavy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's more the practical side of it. And I think there might be, uh, you know, because like there's there's WhatsApp groups with parents and stuff like that and everyone's going, oh, a huge cold going around the school and everybody's got it. <laughs> but that's just it. It's a cold now. And, um, you know, we're just going to have to start living with these kind of things. And, um. You know, it's always been the way you go back to school. Everyone gets cold. We went back to college, Sean. Mm. You're mixing with different people. They're bringing, you know, you've been three or four months of the summer or whatever. You've been living at your own sort of bubble. And 
you know, regardless mm-hmm. of even pre-COVID or whatever, you know, you, you've built up your immunity to your own germs and the germs of people around you. Then you go to school and someone gives you something else, then you pass it on, it's on a door frame. All of that stuff is still going to happen. We just we just need to start making adjustments really, really quickly. Yeah, I heard on the on the news earlier in the week that there was some kind of discussion around um, the flu job that you get every year. There's now talk of that being a flu and COVID job in the one. Yay. Wouldn't that be great? Mm. Queuing up for more stuff. And oh, tinfoil hats coming out. Damn, what are they putting in my arm? Oh my God, I don't know. You go, it's, it's Microsoft and Bill Gates and Bezos and all those people are going to be tracking me. Who gives a flute? <laughs> you know, I think we just, we, just, we just need to kind of get on with it. Uh, speaking of college, Dan, where are we? We are at a very exciting stage because I have officially submitted my major project. Wow. Relieved? Relieved, excited, nervous, a whole bunch of emotions. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. It's been a long year, tough year, uh, certainly an interesting year. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. You know, because I, sure. I can I can, cast my mind back to when you started and, hey, it was great, and all of a sudden you weren't going in anymore mm. and you weren't getting to see people. And, yeah, it's been it's been weird. It, it certainly has. Uh, I, I suppose we've, we've tried to make the best of it. it it's been it's been challenging for uh for a number of reasons as, as you mentioned and then also for for personal reasons um but i you know i i was thinking about it uh last week and i was going i'm i'm just it all comes back to being incredibly grateful that i'm there and actually that i that i was doing it um you know the the people that i've met and the the projects that I've had the opportunity to work on um, just like given the fact that I there is an element of routine and and I suppose you were working consistently uh, stuff had to be done yeah through, through the course of a year where like certainty is <laughs> do you know it's like North Pole and the South Pole yeah. do you know <laughs> about as far away from each other as you could get so um yeah no it's been brilliant and it's kind of in a strange way it's a bit like kind of anti-climactic if that makes oh yeah i know it does yeah (laughs) absolutely does that i i I kind of always harken back to getting married uh you know your, (laughs) your your wedding and stuff like that and you know there's so much preparation and everything gets done and then it's the day after, and you're kind of going, mm, right, yeah, don't organize, nothing to do. <laughs> um, yeah, what are we going to do now? I, I really don't know. But that's exactly it. You've been, you've been wound up to this. I mean, it's the same like when we were, you know, back when you were doing your degree, then, you know, back then, oh, before you moved on to your master's, <laughs> it was pretty much the same thing. You know, that final year was all about getting it done. Mm-hmm. You know, and then now what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Dan? 
well, I've, I've a few things to sort out in terms yeah, that, of... Yeah, listen, sorting out your sock drawer, right, doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose in terms of the project itself, um, I intend to submit it into um, film festivals and, and, and see where we get from that. Um, now that does mean I know uh, certain film festivals they have, well, I, I think this is a blanket thing for film festivals in general, that if you submit uh, projects into film festivals, you can't uh, share them online because yeah. it's um, deemed to be already published and yeah. already published piece of work. Um, so I've had a few uh, test screenings, shall we say, uh, with a few of them within the course, kind of peer-to-peer review uh, kind of things, and it's all been very positive so far. Um, I'm looking forward to, to, to having a few more test screenings during, during the week and I'll, I'll get back to you on those do show it to me Dan I'd be bloody uh, critical I'll tell you yeah that's muck <laughs> yeah that's muck airy where you go with that now <laughs> buys the college room blow smoke up your arse no I think I, I know it's going to be good Dan thank you very much thank you, you know, very much I mean I, I've seen bits and pieces of it and you, you've been telling me what's going on so you know I, I know I know there's no question it's going to be good enough to get into the film festival so you know the absolute best to look at that but beyond that Dan, down the road what's the story what's going to happen where are you going to go what you going to do? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm like the worst sort of uh, guidance <laughs> teacher ever yeah I try to do that oh let's go he's got a job yeah okay McDonald's not going to see you behind the, in behind the uh, no not with the wheelchair but anyway if he's burning yourself <laughs> Well, you know, that's where all the art students go, Dan. <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard, yeah. Uh, to be honest, as, as I mentioned, yeah, as you've uh, so eloquently put it, it would kind of be the first and foremost is um, sorting out my sock drawer, as you've said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will get into a little bit more detail on that in an unrelated way uh, in a little bit. Um, and then it'll kind of be just looking for looking for jobs, looking for broadcasting, um, broadcasting work, looking for any kind of media. I'm a media sponge at the minute. Um, just kind of looking for uh, doors into places and and seeing where we can go. Hmm, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, cool. it's exciting. I'm kind of I'm not like nailing my colors to the mast so to speak but then i'm also not kind of going uh i i have a direction that i want to go in but then i'm also keeping my mind open to um options yeah well that's 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 fair enough um you want to talk about uh, something as well than that wandered across your mind ableist bias Yes, um, this is a completely impromptu thought. That yeah, came no, to that's me. fine. That's okay. Because I'm just going to sit back here now and kind of go, hey, let's play. Whatever that is, I have no idea. Um, well, I, I suppose we've talked a lot about media representation and how people with disabilities are represented uh, in the media. 
and how that, I suppose, affects society as a whole. And what I was thinking was, is it a possibility, and I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this as well, is it a possibility that there is an ableist bias within media representation of disability? And what I mean by that is, is disability portrayed in a way that makes able-bodied people more feel more comfortable with themselves? Um, so do these portrayals of disabilities make able-bodied people feel more self-assured about their own possible like I don't know whether you call it shortcomings or 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 something like that and um, because they know they won't receive like quote-unquote competition uh from people with disabilities now that's not true but maybe it's a, it's a thought process that goes through people's mind. And I, I, yeah, I was just uh, curious in, in terms of like, I suppose people with disabilities maybe aren't, aren't seen as a, um, in inverted commas, threat to the able body position of, of, of power almost. Um, is it kind of a thing where we're ticking a box um, and yeah, no, I, it was kind of just, it's, it's not really something that when I thought about, I didn't really have like an end goal of an answer that I kind of wanted to go yes or no about it. it it's just something that kind of, uh, that crossed my mind. And I, I was curious to get your, uh, get your thoughts on it. Wow. Jesus, there's a lot there, Dan. Um, there is a lot there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. And I tell you, because obviously we, we've had the, um, thing we're never going to mention again the Paralympics which have just kind of uh which have just finished up there last week and yes we did have a lot of people with disabilities on the tv mm-hmm. uh have they disappeared yes I think they have they're de- I, I think they're definitely gone um although I see LinkedIn have an ad campaign where they were just kind of going well, you know what's your work or whatever Listen, it was that good, I can't remember. But the thing that struck me in the middle of it was there was a lot of people with disabilities, people in wheelchairs and stuff like that around the table going, I, uh, one particular individual said, I'd like to see more people with disabilities in positions of leadership. And I was kind of going, yeah, great, get in, get in the queue, you know, because women have, you know, are kind of going, well, we need to see more people or more women in positions of leadership. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been apparently a man's world since forever. You know, and I, I'm not, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not to blame for that. Um, there's, not, there's a whole lot there. There, gee, like I mean, there is a whole lot there. Mm. And it, and is it, but it, but is it just now that we're kind of saying, yeah, well, okay, like things things are changing. Uh, people with disability are becoming more visible. Mm. Education is starting to get itself sorted out. It's becoming easier to get a, a, or access to education. I'm not saying it's it's easy. Yeah, uh, but it is easier. It's becoming more, uh, more mainstream, more acceptable. Uh, mm-hmm. And is that kind of if you were to kind of go back to uh, um, a soccer sort of or a sporting grassroots sort of uh, thing? You know, it's a starting earlier now with kids in school mm-hmm. with disabilities who are getting more help 
or more of the help that they need rather than more help um, that's allowing them to progress. Uh, and I know that's a whole that's a whole minefield in itself because mm-hmm. not every child who needs help is getting the help they need. It's I I, I almost see a divide somewhere in, in the road there where you kind of go, yeah, we really can't help you because you're just beyond help. And then there's the people that we can help that do get help. But that is that transferring then as we go along, and then we're seeing more people with disabilities becoming educated mm-hmm. and having gone through all the processes they've gone through are now becoming more vocal because they're more educated. I don't know, yeah. that, sounds, that sounds a very long way around there. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. It, it's kind of, it's becoming, in a roundabout way, I, I think what, 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 you're, what you're trying to say there is that now that more people are becoming, more people with disabilities are becoming more educated, there are now more people with disabilities in a position to question things like this. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah there's that. Yeah. But they're also getting into, you know, different jobs. Uh, there's, you know, there's people taking up jobs that they actually want to take up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, things have changed. Like we, we, we spoke of that uh, holiday uh, place that closed down, but hotels are more, are, are being more, are designed more often now with, for people with disabilities in mind. So things are changing, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it, 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 you know, once upon a time, people with disabilities would probably have gone and worked in rehab. The organization, yeah. I'm saying not as in, in, in rehabilitation, but there would have been jobs for them somewhere packing something. Yeah. You know, but those things are, are, are fundamentally gone. I think we've all kind of went, <laughs> John's not really right either, you know, uh, to be fair. So I think things are changing. Yes. Uh, do we have to bang a drum about it? I suspect we do because that's the only way things get done. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I was just curious because it's almost like it feels like at times people with disabilities are, say, represented or put in positions like you might mention there. And it's almost like, as I mentioned earlier on, it can sometimes feel like you're taking a box rather than, uh, you know, taking somebody for for their their ability to 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 do a job or to be seen in a certain way as a positive influence, somebody else or or whatever it may be. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I get that. I, I get that as well, Nan. But not everybody's a nice person. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, you you can be just because you have a disability doesn't mean you're anything you're... different or special. Yeah, no, actually, just because uh, you have a disability doesn't mean you're you're an angel. Absolutely, no, and it doesn't mean you're right for the job, or it doesn't mean that you should get the job, or that you yeah. should be in that position. And I, you know, it comes back to the right person in the right position doing the right job. Yeah. You know, was it yeah. Catherine Gallagher was saying, you know, how difficult journalism could be for her, mm. you know, because it's not it's not designed for. It's not designed. I mean, that's not that's a stupid way of putting the two there, to be perfectly honest, but it's just the way it is. Yeah. And also by saying it's just the way it is, you know, if my favorite saying at the moment, of course, is if not changes, not changes. So 
Oh God, I just I'm running out of steam here, Dan, because every time I open my mouth, I'm kind of going, I'm disagreeing with myself. Yeah, it's it's uh to be honest, I was thinking about it and I was kind of going, I I didn't really uh have uh a definitive answer. Good. Don't do this to, to me again, okay? Because you've wrecked me head now, dude. <laughs> I think it's just it's it's really unfair. So you are listening to Dan and uh, a rather confused Dara here on Double South FM. Um, Dan, you had another little article there you want to have a look at, uh, Kitty Holland in the Irish Times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is, uh, the headline goes, a wheelchair user who employs PAs criticizes uh, quote-unquote discrimination by insurers. This is good. So, this is timely because obviously you're going to be facing that yourself. Well, not the discrimination part. But maybe, yeah, maybe you will. Uh, yeah, maybe it's just going to be automatically just go, nope, discrimination. Because when you go and join the world of work, you're going to have to start organizing PAs for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, this comes back to, once again, the sock drawer. Organizing my sock drawer before, yeah. we, before we get going. Uh, so... Eileen Daly is a wheelchair user and she has employed PAs since 1994 and uh, directly employed them uh, since 2017. And she said that she'd never go back uh, to depending on an agency for PA hours because employing them herself gives her uh, quote-unquote huge flexibility and independence so basically the story around this uh, starts off in 2018 because she established herself as a limited company in 2018 in order to become an employer of PAs um, and she went through a UK company and for employers and public liability insurance that came to uh, 600 euro per year. And when it came to renewing that insurance, she found that the company uh, no longer operated um, in Ireland. And she's now um, with a UK company that charges her 3,628 euro. What she's saying essentially here is we're not looking for anything special. Uh, this is this is a quote from her directly. All we want is to be treated equally. Uh, but too many people, too many people don't seem to understand that concept. Don't see how their thinking oppresses us. The insurance in- industry must be challenged on this. So she was talking about um, people with disabilities being high risk employers. So it, it seems like people with disabilities these days have two different options. The first option is um, getting a budget from the HSE in order to employ your own PAs as your own company with employers and public liability insurance or receive uh, PAs from the HSE or another agency at a higher cost without having to set up your own company. Now, the question I have with this is why can't you simply employ somebody to provide you with the service in the same way that you would employ a painter decorator 
who has their own company and you never have to pay their insurance? That's a good question, man. But that person has to be set up as their own company, though. That's the problem. But that painter decorator would already be their own company. Yeah, that's fine. The painter decorator would be. But have you ever met a PA who was their own company? And that's the, that's the thing, you yeah. see. But I, and, I, and that's, there is the rub. So you're kind of saying, what Eileen is saying here is kind of like, I'm employing people. So she is the employer. And she's going to have to look after the insurance and all that sort of stuff. But if I was to say to you, well, I am a PA. And that is my profession. I am a professional PA. I have my own company. It's uh, MacNicholas pushingwheelchairs.ie company limited and i am my own company so i would charge you an hourly rate then uh which would include all of my costs or whatever and stuff like that and i'd have to insure myself mm-hmm. so what you need then is a pa who is his own company to come to you and go well it's 20 hours a week it's 30 hours a week it's whatever and this yeah. is what it's going to cost you I wonder how much that would cost actually that is something that i'm in in the process of i could imagine it's going to be a frightening number then figuring out we shall see yeah no i mean i thought like if you were to think if you were to employ somebody directly who was their own company uh i wonder what that hourly rate would be um and i'd imagine it'd certainly be more than your owner i i think from from what eileen was saying uh is her pas get 11 euro an hour and the company get something like 23 or something like that yeah that would probably be it so then if you're if you're to say if you're employing somebody directly then um who is their own company mm. you would imagine you're going to be paying somewhere between 11 and 23 an hour yeah you know so you're probably going to be paying somebody who has to pay their own psi their own tax their own insurance their own whatever travel costs that you're going to build into it or whatever they're going to be it's going to be probably somewhere up around she said, so you'd be hard-pressed down to get it for less than 20. You shall see. I shall yeah, see I think that's going to be maybe. interesting. Yeah. So, Dan, just before we wrap it up, right, I have a really quick one. Um, and uh, you, you'll enjoy this one. And it is rather interesting. Well, it's not just interesting, but uh, Dr. Tom Clonan. Indeed. Who we have spoken to. Uh, and yeah. his, uh, his son, Owen, who mm-hmm. recently um, got his leaving cert and did well enough um, that he was uh, off to college. Brilliant. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, again. absolutely That's brilliant. Crazy. Yeah, CEO, the whole lot, off to Dublin Business School to uh, study um, uh, one of the humanities, I think, or liberal, liberal arts at uh, Dublin Business School, right? Yeah, great. Yay. Absolutely brilliant. But mm-hmm. of course, Dan, could it be mm-hmm. that simple? No. No, absolutely not. Um, he wasn't going to receive any funds from uh, the government. Um, there is a fund called a uh, fund for disabled students, which is the FDS, uh, which mm-hmm. allows, I'm sure you would probably have to tell me more about it than anything else, but because he's going to a private college, he doesn't qualify. Am gets, I surprised? No, but listen, there's a lot in this for me. Okay. Um, right. You know, so Tom did a whole blue Twitter campaign, the whole lot. Um, in fairness, the minister came back Rightly so, him. by the way. Uh, rightly so, by the way. Right, came back yeah. and Simon Harris was, ooh, uh, yeah, it was terrible, really. Yeah, great. So they got it overturned. So Owen gets his funding to go to his private college. and But more importantly, it's been overturned for everybody. So now the private colleges Excellent. are also going to get the funding. Right? But I'm kind of going, thinking to myself here, kind of going, 
oh my god private colleges have been around for a long time why has this never come up before you know why has it never been an issue mm. uh, yeah i still don't have an answer for that but i kind of go back to dan a discussion we had a long time ago there about schools and secondary mm-hmm. schools and how many secondary schools uh had uh units in them for people with disabilities yes i Do you remember I, that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah once upon yeah. a time I, and it's all wandered across my mind at that stage as well as a lot of these schools aren't arsed yeah i have agree. students with disabilities and i think that's where a lot of the private colleges were mm. you know oh yeah well we can't there's nothing we can do yeah you know sorry yeah no not our fault it's the government they said you can't come in you know so then they don't have to provide any services yeah well just thinking about that Jared, does that come back to well in a different way but does it come back to the the ableist bias that we were we were talking about just just yeah. like the you, you mentioned there that like some institutions weren't necessarily bothered yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, it's a broad, it's a broad statement by me, of course. But you know, why is it now only an issue, or why is it now sort of, you know, or is it kind of like now it's yeah, up yours, private colleges. Now you're going to have mm. to do something about, it. um, because I think that's a, a reasonably good for me an update or, or, or an upbeat kind of place for me to uh, leave it this week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we might we might look at this during the week and just and just have a little have a little look around. Uh, for, for now, this has been uh, Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I have been Dara McNichols. And I'm Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you very soon. <laughs>